Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Welcome to Garage Logic. Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in today from Five Eyewitness News. I'm going to attempt a feat only previously done on radio by Rookie, and that is uh, trying to eat lunch while I'm actually doing a a radio show. It's a it's a, it's, it's a bit of a, a of a busy day for me, Rook. We we just recorded at issue. Yep, I saw uh, a senator downstairs. Yep, my my Sunday morning uh, political show. So we just did that, and then I'm going to be here for a couple of hours. And then at 6 o'clock tonight, I will be over at the XL Energy Center doing the semifinals of the girls' high school hockey tournament. Nice. And I'll be there till 10 or 11 or whenever that ends. And I know for both you and I, but especially for you, this has been kind of a, a bittersweet week. Because your daughter just ended her career at St. Paul United, right? Uh, she did. Well, there's one more game. We're in the Constellation Championship oh, the Constellation. against okay. a very talented uh, Taylor and uh, Red Wing team. So oh, we yes. play them tomorrow I at Tanner yep. Ritter. Yeah, she is a uh, prolific Holy scorer. Buckets. Although she was uh, held at bay in their game, which is why uh, Red Wing did not advance. When right. is that game? That's tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Ritter Arena. Okay, so it's a great location for those games. Yes. It really is. It's R- nice. Ritter is one of my favorite hockey arenas in town. Mm-hmm. But so sh- your daughter's career is coming to a close slowly. It, it is her high school career, yep. uh, college. Uh, we had somebody call, so we're well, uh, we'll figure out in the MIAC. So look at you go. Uh, yeah, we'll see. What I happens. did not even know that Harvard was in the MIAC, <laughs> but they have called. We can talk about that later. I know you got stuff to get. <laughs> well, my my uh, son had his senior night. He plays on a junior goal I hockey team out of Minnetonka, and uh, he, they start playoffs next week. So it's double elimination. So he's got at least two games in his career yep, left. Yep. And uh, but with any luck, there'll be a little bit of a run in him, and he might have six or seven. You never know. But right. uh, a lot of parents like you and I going through that this week. It is, uh, and uh, as someone said many years ago, someday there won't be any games to go to. So enjoy them while you can. Yes, that and, was really wise counsel. And another favorite meme I've seen: someday there won't be anyone left to take to practice. You know, because oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> you didn't care for the that's, practice part. That's good. Much. Yeah, that's okay. it's the games that hey, were. That was, uh, that was the only time I ever got to actually have conversations with my kids. That's is true. On the way, to, you you got them captive in the car, right? And they will actually tell you stuff, right? So uh, yeah, it's good. But I, I'm going to miss it. I know you're going to miss it. But I've still got a daughter who's a sophomore, but she didn't play hockey. She plays lacrosse and tennis. Ooh, so That's like lax on grass. <laughs> lax or hockey on grass. Well, we're going to talk more about that in the second hour. We're going to talk uh, high school hockey. Mike McGraw will be joining us. Uh, he and I will both be out at the XL Energy Center tonight doing some Class AA girls hockey. But right now, we're going to talk uh, a legislative issue that is going to get the attention 
of everybody. And that is because it involves your ability to talk on your cell phone in your car if you want to use your handheld device to hold it up to your ear. Uh, there is a move at the state capitol that's actually been going on for a few years now, but there is some optimism among supporters of this that maybe this will be the year that it passes. And joining me to talk about that is the author of one of the bills, Representative Mark Uglum. Uh, Representative Uglum, you there? Yes, I am, Tom. Good afternoon. You and I chatted in the hallway at the Capitol the other day about this issue. You are cautiously optimistic, which is really about the best you can do as a state legislator, because there's any number of ways a piece of legislation can get derailed. But tell me, first of all, for the listeners, outline what your bill would do. How would uh, people's lives and their freedoms perhaps change when they're in their vehicle? Well, Tom, not very much at all, really. Uh, this is a hands-free bill, hands-free electronic device bill. Uh, and you can talk on your phone uh, in the car and everything else. Uh, this is just like 16 other states have. Over 100 million people in the United States are driving under similar laws. Uh, this, this bill simply says, that we want to have the phone out of your hands, your hands on the steering wheel, and your eyes on the road while you're talking. And uh, it's pretty simple with today's technology. You can ask Siri to dial Tom Hauser, put you on speaker, and you're right there, no problem. Now, we're going to ask people not to do that right now because my phone will light up while we're on the air. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, right. And, and so, it, but the great thing about your bill is that all of this technology exists, and much of it these days is built right into vehicles. Now, my car has almost a million miles on it, so my car does not necessarily have this technology, although even though mine is a 2007, it does have uh, some ability to do that. But the, the newer cars, uh, it makes it almost effortless to just plug your phone into the car, and when somebody calls, you just push a button on your dashboard and you're talking. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing right now, hands-free, and uh, I have a Ford F-150 pickup truck with uh, Ford Sync, but General Motors, everybody has this. But, Tom, you don't need that kind of technology in your car. All you need is a smartphone, and a smartphone uh, is in the hands of well over 90% of the people in the state of Minnesota today. You can't even buy an old flip phone anymore. All you need is a smartphone and one-touch functionality, which my bill provides for, to uh, just go on speaker and talk to somebody and, and put the phone on the seat or in the dash. That's all, it, that all, that's all it does. It's very, very simple. So what you're saying is that even someone like Rookie here in his 65 Dodge Dart, he can, <laughs> yes. he can fire up his iPhone and just hit the speaker button, and he doesn't need to have a, a, a fancy uh, new truck. No, that's correct. And, and I'd like there's one. all kinds of other devices that you can buy. You've seen these boom mics and earbuds and things like that. Um, for a very small amount of money, you can get some awfully good uh, uh, technology uh, if, you, if you choose to do so, too. Well, it all seems so very common sense. Yet, this is not the first time that you've introduced this. Uh, other lawmakers uh, have introduced this in the past. What is the major 
hurdle that you have to get over in order for this to become law? Well, Tom, if this makes it to the floor of the House of Representatives, uh, it will pass, I'm quite sure. I have 40 co-sponsors. Now, when was the last time you heard of 40 co-sponsors on a bill? And they're all, uh, it's a very bipartisan effort, about 20 Democrats and 20 Republicans. Uh, that's we could have even got more, but we just ran out of time. Uh, ran, out of, ran out of space on the on the paper, right? You can only <laughs> it, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. yes, there's twenty, there's two pages and there's twenty spaces, and we fill them up. Uh, but the real problem is, as you know, in the uh, House as well as the Senate, uh, leadership, uh, committee chair people uh, are, have extraordinary power and. They can grant you a hearing, or they can uh, tell you to uh, come back next year. And, and we don't want that to happen. <laughs> and I bet sometimes they use stronger language than just come back next uh-huh. year. Rookie was over there ready to uh, you know, hit, hit the, the button. button. Right. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> Hang on here, Representative. Uh, yeah, I, I think you guys get my drift. Yes, we, we do. Now, I will tell you that on your speaker, uh, Rookie, it sounds like he's talking right into a, a cradle. I mean, you cannot but, tell... That, that this is a speakerphone that you're talking on. So Great technology. Yeah, so people are not really going to be, you know, not have the ability to talk to people on the phone. They, they can just do it more safely is what you're saying. Exactly. And let's face it, 100 million people are doing this in the United States. There's going to be more. Uh, I was just out in California, and, of course, Driving California freeways, you have to be completely out of your mind to even try to pick up a phone. They are hands-free, and and it's just so dangerous. Uh, and in the metro, uh, it, it I, I witnessed a gentleman coming home on 35W one night at rush hour. He was streaming a movie on his phone that was on his dash. <laughs> I, I mean, Whoa. you know, this... This is almost to the point of ridiculousness, and people Facebook while they're driving. Obviously, they do emails when they're driving, as well as uh, numerous other things, texting, of course. And law enforcement, I, I, I have to emphasize this. Right now, it is illegal in the state of Minnesota to text while you're driving. But the problem is law enforcement cannot tell the difference if you're dialing a number on your phone in your hand, or if you're texting, so yeah, yeah so yeah, so so it, there's so there's a little bit of a gray area there, and another gray area is what if you're using your GPS and you're, you're plugging in an address? Is that considered illegal under texting and driving? No, it is. Uh, my bill provides for an exemption for that. It provides for an exemption for uh, emergency personnel, police, and fire. Um, it uh, it uh, provides an exemption for emergencies such as dialing nine one one and things like that. Uh, so, what, so, what, about, what about the people who are going to look at this and go, "Well, look at it. here's another freedom you're taking away from me. Uh, you're trying to create a nanny state because you're telling me now I can't talk uh, on the phone in in my car." If I have it held up to my ear, how do you respond to people who are going to make that argument? And along with the argument that, oh, this just sounds like another moneymaker for uh, the state patrol or local law enforcement. Well, first of all, it's not a moneymaker. We're trying to save lives here. Over 70 people were killed last year 
due to distracted driving, and that is way, way underreported. We know that. Uh, it, it's, it's a money saver if you pay insurance on your car because your insurance rates are up substantially, according to the Minnesota Insurance Federation, because of the accidents in distracted driving. One out of every four accidents in Minnesota is due to distracted driving. One out of five fatalities is due to distracted driving. So th- this is not any way or any form trying to make money for the police departments and things. And as for an anti-state, I'm sorry. I mean, we have speed limits in this state. We have stoplights in this state. We have guardrails on the highways in this state. We, one of the functions of government is to provide for the safety and welfare of its citizens. And this is simply what we're trying to do. And to those naysayers that say this is a bad bill, I just challenge you because, wait, it's going to touch you, whether it be a friend, a neighbor, a relative. Someone is going to be injured by a distracted driver. And then uh, I hope people think twice uh, if they didn't vote for this bill. Well, there was certainly a very emotional rally at the state capitol yesterday where a number of those people who have been touched by distracted driving had pictures of their loved ones who've been lost in these accidents. So uh, clearly a very uh, important issue, an important topic. And who knows, this might be the year. Now tell me, have you been... Have you been told you will get a hearing in public safety or wherever this has to be heard? And if so, do you know when yet? Well, um, I have not been told. I have requested a uh, hearing in public safety. There are four other members of the Public Safety Commission uh, Committee that are on my bill, uh, which is actually a majority of the Republicans. Uh, I have I feel confident that we will. I hope we will. I can't imagine that we would not. Uh, This is part of democracy. Uh, We need to get these things out and talk about them and make the bill better if we can and let people vote on it. Let's not just bury it in the committee process and the quagmire that we frequently have over at the state. All right, Representative uh, Mark Uglum from Champlin, thank you for joining us. Best of luck with you. As you know, I talked to you in the hallway at the Capitol the other day. I'm very interested in this issue. I will be following it closely and keeping in touch with you to see when you get a hearing. I know that's been difficult uh, in the past to get it in the right uh, path toward passage. So we'll be keeping a close eye on this this session. I appreciate your taking time with us. And not only that, but demonstrating how well... Yeah, these, right. These hands-free phones work because you're coming through clear as can be. Well, thank you, Tom. I I certainly appreciate it, and I would urge all your listeners that if they could contact their state representative or contact the Speaker of the House and let them know, and as well as senators, that this time is now to pass hands-free. All right, Representative Mark Uglum, thank you very much. We'll be back. And we're back on Garage Logic. Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in for Joe today. Has he been off all week, rookie? He was off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in anticipation of the snow. He wants to make sure his driveway is 100% clear. I believe he bought a fly. When I drove by his house, he had a flamethrower out there to make sure that his... uh, (laughs) 
So his driveway wouldn't have one snowflake of sort ice. Sort of pre-treating it then. He uh, heats, he heats yeah, it like, up. The, like MnDOT. Like they do with salt, yes. he uses heat. Exactly. I kind of have a different method. You know, when I got up early, my wife gets you up down there go, <sighs> very early for work. So, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to get up and clear the driveway for her. So what I did was I took her car, uh, ran it for about a half an hour, and just went up and down the driveway, you know, pack her nice and, <laughs> nice oh, and tight. See. That way it's smooth sailing for her to get to work. Yeah, in fact, it's so smooth that she will just slide right out of the driveway. Right, right. You don't even need to put way. it in gear. You could just give it a little shove. Saving your gas, will, babe. <laughs> we'll slide. A, a little bit later on, in fact, this might be a garage logic topic. I know that, um, or, or maybe after Dave, I know we're up against the clock here, but I want to talk about uh, the snow thrower um, protocol. Snow blower, snow thrower. 4 protocol. Are we talking about the time of morning? Well, time and doing this with your spouse. Ooh. Um, it, it's not doing an, what with your spouse? It's not an FFLF, like a female fun limitation factor. It's the protocol of going through it and how you have to nurse the snow blower or snow thrower. Uh, there, there's just some things I need to discuss, and and, in, and we'll do that maybe after Dave yeah. Gall. But I, I got up today, was going to drive one of my urchins to school, and the uh, the Yukon was dead. There was there was nothing going on, so we had to punt and go to Sophia's car, which is idle because she's at the hotels uh, downtown St. Paul oh, sure. watching the. Uh, they they stayed in there still watching the games, so we're going to take her car because um, from St. Paul United, it's a long trek to well St. Paul. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> they do have to take the bus from their hotel yes. across the street, but. Um, so luckily, uh, uh, my uh, my damsel in distress, uh, Andy, over at ANA Auto in Saint, South St. Paul, the greatest guy. And I've paid for every repair I've ever had, so there's no plug there's no or repair. Okay. There's nothing like this. I could show you the bills, <laughs> and I got them. He said, I'll run over with the uh, with the jumper. He, he, I'm a several blocks away. He came over. We had a cup of coffee in my car. Uh, it started. He took the car, and he's going to see if it's a dead battery under warranty or not. But uh, it was one of those days where... Everything just went. I look like I was working on the car. I look like I'm a mess. I look like I am a mechanic. <laughs> it was absolutely. I got the beat down from Andy. You didn't change your oil. I'm looking. He's like Sushere. Andy from ANA is just like Joe. When he gets into the car, he starts looking around for what idiot lights are on. When's the last time you changed your oil? And then he's starting to pick apart. Uh, this car feels like it's a uh, a one wheel is off balance. I said, just get in the car and shut up, okay? And we're going to drive back. Well, later after, Dave, we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about how early you should be allowed to to snow blow. And then I'll tell you a funny story about what happens when you lose one glove on an elevator and you realize it right <laughs> after the elevator door closes and it takes off. I have a funny story from the state capitol about that this week. A snow scramble Friday in Garage Lodge. And segment, segment number three can only mean one thing, right? Mr. Johnny Hyde is here with the news. Oh, that's why he came in. Is that, I saw him stumble oh, okay. in. Good, because I, I just came to sponsor. I, I did stumble. How'd you he, see that? Well, it's, I've, it's amazing. I'm, I'm like my mom. I've got eyes in the back of my head. Yes. It's partly sunny and 31 degrees. This update brought to you by It's Just Lunch. Uh, the Twins in action. Major League Exhibition oh, yeah. season opener this afternoon. They're playing the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox uh, have scored three in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, what channel are they on? Uh, twins trail three to nothing. Hey, don't turn off the Korean <laughs> uh, curler. Are you kidding me? It's baseball. There's a there's a brand new sheriff in town, and it's not. It's no longer Cheryl Bernard from Canada. It's this uh, Korean young lady from um, or Korean curler. <laughs> really? Woo! Yeah. 
where would that Korean curler be from? Korea. <laughs> I yep. didn't realize you were that yeah, interested in curling. Is it curling that you're interested in? Of course. So we okay. like to uh, watch these on-ice games. Yes, uh, we do. The Twins, the three runs they gave up uh, were given up by lefty Dietrich Enns. That's after Aaron Slager pitched a couple uh, scoreless. Rook, just think, we are just a mere couple of weeks away from you getting to spend every afternoon here with San Diego and Cincinnati oh, on the television. That's one thing, you know what? That's one thing about spring training that makes me happy that there's still not baseball on because these guys will watch the worst baseball games that have Maybe, no meaning. You know and what, Rick? Some night, why don't you come over to the house? I'm well, not, I got how about I'll that? have the I'm baseball package. Know, be we watching. can watch the Giants and whoever. The, the Dodgers. Mets. You have the, you yeah. have the MLB yeah. uh, package? Oh, I love the MLB package. Hey, let's watch Arizona play San Diego Padres. Hey, you know the Padres got their color? What? <laughs> Those are the kind of conversations that take place at this place out here in the Sounds hallway. riveting. Yeah. And then I'll say. Almost as riveting as this conversation. Reach into Johnny's fridge and grab me one more ice <laughs> yeah, cold. Just beer. one more. I need one more. <laughs> Forward Twins news today, by the way. The Tigers have agreed to a one-year, $4 million contract with Francisco Liriano. <laughs> what? So Francisco's back with Ron Gardner. Yep. Oh, that's Wait, was fantastic. that a, was that a, uh, a tough relationship? I remember when Liriano was here. Well, considering the fact that Liriano might have led to one or 17 heart attacks for uh, Ron uh, Gardner, I'm oh, kind okay. of surprised that they signed him. Kind of surprised myself. But that's the yeah. state that Detroit's in. They're trying to find reclamation projects and sign them to small one-year deals and hope they can get something out of him. Liriano did have that one fabulous year for us where he looked like he was going to be the the next big thing. The problem with Liriano has always been he's got a million-dollar arm. He just has no idea where that ball is going to end up. Yeah. And before he hurt his arm, though, Tom's right. He was. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like me when I throw. The first half of the 06 season was truly incredible. And I forget, we still, did we still have Johan Santana at the time? At the time, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yes. we had them yep, uh, back to back, season. and that was almost two guaranteed wins. That for, will be the season of what could have been because they were yeah. swept by Oakland, and and for God's sake, if Liriano had stayed healthy, they they probably would have won the yeah. World Series. News notes from today: the St. Uh, Francis School District elected to cancel all classes today as the city's police department continues to investigate an alleged threat. A release from the city of St. Francis said police received information the alleged threat was reportedly made by a student in the district. That threat was against the Crossroads School and Vocational Center. According to the press release, the student has been identified. Police said the investigation remains ongoing and more details will be provided as they become available. An adult male underwent surgery after a stabbing early this morning in West St. Paul, according to police. The department said officers responded to a call of an adult male with a stab wound to the upper abdomen at around 3.30 this morning. After police got there, the man was transported to the hospital with what were believed to be non-life-threatening injuries. Police say uh, nobody's been arrested and the matter remains under investigation. Defense Secretary James Mattis, breaking with President Trump, has formally recommended that transgender troops be allowed to serve in the U.S. military, provided they can deploy overseas. Senior U.S. official confirming that news. The official announcement about transgender policy expected from the White House no later than March 23rd. Over the summer, the Pentagon was caught by surprise when President Trump tweeted that transgender people were no longer welcome in the military in any capacity. Missouri Governor Eric Greitens remains defiant even amid calls for impeachment or resignation after a St. Louis grand jury indicted him for felony invasion of privacy, alleging that the Republican governor took a compromising photo of a woman during an extramarital affair the year before he was elected. 
St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner announced the indictment that followed an investigation launched in January, a day after Greitens admitted to an affair with a hairdresser from St. Louis. Greitens released a statement saying he made a mistake but did not commit a crime. Greitens' attorney called the indictment baseless and unfounded. Attorney Edward L. Dodd Jr. filed a motion to discuss the indictment on the grounds that any relationship with the woman was consensual. Few lawmakers from both parties suggested that Greitens should consider resigning just as they did after he admitted to the affair on January 10th. I have covered politics for a long time, and I have yet to see a governor or a senator or anybody of that stature Led from their office in, I don't know if he was in handcuffs or not. Was he it was, state troopers he was, or deputies? He was handcuffed. I wow. read that this morning. That yeah. is... Uh, you mean I, with the gal or with the... Uh, no. No? That, that was, okay. that was <laughs> earlier. Oh, that was okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what led I got it. to him being That was part of the picture. Handcuffs. Okay, I That's see That's what led to him sure. being headed out with uh, handcuffs. Huh? Thanks for clarifying Yes. Uh, one other sports note. I, mean, I think we did have that. Uh, I am stuck Ooh. in a pair of handcuffs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was audio that I think the local station down there in St. Louis was able to get. Yes. Uh, one other sports note Chris just handed me. Uh, yesterday, the Twins put J.T. Chargois on waivers, mm. uh, hoping to keep him probably. He's injured, but uh, they will not keep him because the Los Angeles Dodgers have claimed J.T. <laughs> Got it. The home of the former school resource deputy who stayed outside the Florida high school at last week, as last week's oh. massacre unfolded was being protected today by law enforcement officials, even as President Trump called out the ex-cop, suggesting he was a coward. Reporters who attempted to approach the West Palm Beach home of ex-Broward County Sheriff's Office deputy Scott Peterson were reportedly met with resistance from at least six police officers who were standing guard outside the house. Before departing for his speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference this morning, President Trump, in a set of fiery remarks, blasted Peterson. When it comes time to get in there and do something, he didn't have the courage or something happened, Trump said. He certainly did a poor job. That's the case where somebody was outside their train. They didn't react properly under pressure or they were a coward. Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said Peterson, who was armed when gunman Nicholas Cruz opened fire at the school, never went into the building. He said the school resource officer instead took up a position viewing the western entrance of the building. When asked what Peterson should have done, Israel said the deputy should have went in, addressed the killer, and killed the killer. Peterson resigned Thursday after video surveillance showed he never entered the school. Um, I have seen a couple of, uh, and I know that... Social media will be the complete undoing of all of us. I'm firmly aware of that. Yeah, your entire country. I have seen some debates uh, rage out. I cannot believe that there are people that are actually defending the actions of this police officer or the inaction. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, that's you know, and, it, and it's it, it, how it's, can you defend this guy? You, you know, it, it, you can't. But for the president, I mean, it, it's so self-evident that. He didn't do what he should have done for the president to call the guy out when, from from what it sounds like, the guy is now, now in retrospect, mortified by his inaction, which I think is the minimum he should be. But it's a, boy, it's a tough one. I Wait, don't know if he was Are wearing, you critical of the president calling him out, Tom? Well, I just, I don't know that it was necessary when I think everybody pretty much knows that. I mean, I don't. Sure, I, but this I, is the why? one time I think that Trump actually made some sense when he was speaking out. <laughs> And I, I'm being serious. I was I was happy he said what he said, and I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan. But and, and I'm not trying to defend the, uh, the yeah, former def- deputy. Yeah, I'm not defending. But in what that he situation, uh, uh, yes, he would be trained to go back in there. 
but I'm sure there was. Oh my God! You know this is this is real. Hold on, though. And I'm not. I'm just saying. It, I don't know what was going through but his mind. But think of what would happen for one second in the current climate of our country had the president not called this guy out or tried to in some way curb the actions of this officer. People would have went insane. That's true. Thank you. I just feel bad for that guy because I'm sure he's very conflicted. I saying, don't feel bad for I him. I should have. I. Why didn't I do this? And he froze up. That's. Yeah, I mean, he, that's, I mean, that's what I feel. I don't. I'm he not, did. He he froze, and now he's he's got to live with it the rest of his life, which is you know more than seventeen people can say who were shot to death in that school. Uh, you know his. I know a lot of police officers, and I know a lot of firefighters, and they all know on any given day, more mm-hmm. so than the rest of us, right. when they go to work, they might not come home at night, right. and and that's what what their job is is to put their lives in the line of fire to protect others what's, and in this case that right. didn't happen what's the next step here i mean are are there are there going to be legal actions taken against this guy well for what no i but that's what i'm asking i don't know if no, there's a next I step bet what not. could you I bet, charge him with i bet it'll probably just go by the wayside and he'll have to live with himself yeah uh, just there. you know being inactive for what he did i mean that's why i said i, I feel sorry for him because right now he probably he didn't do what he should have done he, well, would, he be, resigned no, he retired. He, he, well, yes, but officially he resigned uh, from the, and, from the and, as a deputy. People I've heard who've, who've tried to quasi-defend him would say, well, he only had a handgun. This guy had an AK-15 so or whatever. But on the other hand, none of the, these kids didn't have any guns. Yeah. So this guy had a gun. He had training. Uh, and the, the chances are he could have at least distracted the gunman. More kids, more people could have gotten out of that building. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just there's all kinds of scenarios that could have played out. It, it is... It's it's heartbreaking for parents to know that someone maybe could have done something right, exactly. and was right there. And we all talk about, oh, it's the comfort level you have knowing there's a, a cop in the school. Well, now if you can't even count on on the, the cop to go and take action, uh, it just it it's uh, it's unbelievable. But I my point about President Trump was I think this guy knows he was a coward. I think everybody knows pretty much what he he didn't do, and I just don't know that the president needs to call him out, and now he right. needs protection around the clock at his house. The piling on, basically. Is what yes, right, exactly. Right, That's what right. it is. No one to leave well enough alone, I guess. All right, Johnny, you're done? Yep. All right, we'll have more news next hour. We'll be back after this. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. And I'm sure Joe does feel fine because he's off pre-treating his driveway, I understand. Well, he had to, did he, did he pre-treat it before the the snowstorm last night? And so now he's pre-treating for tomorrow's storm? No, he started pre-treating it on Wednesday. Oh, he did? Uh, He was very nervous about it, uh, the freezing temperatures, so he just, uh, he started early. He got an early start to it. That makes sense. Kind of like Dave. Speaking of early start to it, hey. Hey. Hey, Hey, look out there. That was a good segue there. Dave is a very popular guy. We got snow yesterday, snow on the way. Dave, tell us about it. You think that's popular? I think I'm being hated. There's hate mail coming my way. So the the skiers and the snowmobilers are not contacting you. No, no. It's all the other people that have to shovel. Hey, by the way, did you clean your rink? 
hike yet. I have not done that yet. I had the priority of about 100 feet of sidewalk in my driveway first. Oh, no. Do the uh, rink first. So tomorrow <laughs> morning, I will get to the rink. Yeah, and then then it's going to get all covered up again by tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow <laughs> evening is when most of that snow should fall. But clear skies tonight. We're going to get some fog to form tonight. Could become locally dense in a few spots here in southern Minnesota. The melting that we've had during the day today. Uh, so there's a high moisture content in the air. And then our temp's going to drop down to about 13 so there's going to be frost all over the place and light and variable breezes tonight. That's kind of a perfect setup for this fog. Tomorrow morning fog, otherwise late afternoon snow developing. That's going to continue tomorrow night. Four to eight inches of additional accumulation. We had 5.6 with this last snow that moved through officially out at the airport. And another four to eight on the way for Saturday evening and Saturday night. Sunday just partly cloudy and mild. 32, 34 on Monday, 37 on Tuesday, 38 on Wednesday. Some rain and snow developing late Wednesday. That'll continue into the morning on Thursday. Thursday's high about 36. We'll stay mild on Friday even a week from today. We should have a high right around 33 degrees with partly cloudy skies. But again, tonight, mostly clear fog developing down to 13 for the low. Currently, we're 31. Now, Dave, I'm going to be at the XL Energy Center uh, tonight and tomorrow doing girls high school hockey over on 45 TV. But a lot of people have been asking me who are coming in for the state tournament, what is the kind of the timing for the snow tomorrow? There are <clears> championship <throat> games at 4 and 7 o'clock at the X on Saturday. What is the timing for that 5 to 8 inches of snow? Yeah, right now it appears though it'll start sometime around 3 in the afternoon. Uh, pick up and get heavy by about 6 or 7 p.m. tomorrow night. And stay on that moderate to heavy side all the way through midnight and then gradually taper off as we go through the early morning hours. So anytime between about 7 and midnight should be the, the moderate to heavier snow. And that's why we're going to pick up as much snow as we're calling for here, about 4 to 8. Um, and then it tapers off after that. So it, it is going to be tricky for folks coming in for all the games, I think. Even though it just starts out light uh, at about 3 o'clock, it'll start to increase as we go through the uh, evening hours and definitely pick up after about 7 p.m. All right, so anybody coming down to the XL Energy Center will want to keep that in mind. Will you have the records for the day next hour? Next hour. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Dave Dole. Thank you very much, Dave. Eyewitness News Weather Center. All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little... Um a little history of uh, just some information that I have. You're going to give me a history of yes, information. I, yes, I'm, I'm I've, riveted. I've got some, I can't. Let me adjust my headphones so I don't miss en- any of this. It pertains to what we ended the newscast with. And I yeah, think so it's a little bit serious about the okay. officer. Um, uh, this is just from uh, a mole that I have uh, in the uh, in the uh, law enforcement community in the northern yeah. metro. Let's just okay. call it the northern metro okay. outside the Twin Cities. Uh, to give a little history, Columbine changed everything. At Columbine, they waited for SWAT. The shooting started at about 11.20 a.m. They killed themselves at 11.58 p.m. They did not enter to clear the building until 2.30 p.m. And because of backlash from media, um, there's a different way that uh, people are trained. The first officer on the scene goes in and gets, at a minimum, contains the gunman or locates and puts the gunman down. That is, uh, if shots are being continuously fired, if shots are not being fired, it would be impossible for the greatest tactical warrior in the world to go in and locate a shooter amongst thousands of kids running around. If there are not shots, uh, people are uh, officers are instructed to go in as far as they can handle and start stringing victims and getting them out to safety. As more officers arrive, uh, there is a cor- they build a, a corridor and start treating victims with battlefield medicine techniques, tourniquets, stretchers, etc., to get them out. If the gunman pops up again, then officers change into a, a contact team and combat 
uh, the threat and put the shooter down. Um, so I guess uh, Columbine has changed many things, and that's, you know, the fact that they they can't wait. They can't wait to enter because everything happens so fast. Yes. Especially that Columbine from 1120, that's what, 38 minutes. Boom, it's done. Yeah, and I, it's interesting. I heard uh, on a, another radio station today, yes, occasionally I listen to another radio station. Monitor they, the competition. They, they had a, a guy who does active shooter training, and he also studies active shooter situations. He's at a university down in Texas. And he said some departments actually have a rule, even still today, that if it's a single officer in an active shooter situation, uh, they they don't go in. They have to wait for backup because in like— 28 or 33 percent of the cases the officer him or herself Mm -hmm. ends up getting shot and killed as well Um, but so some departments have that that there's all kinds of different policies there's There's no one size right there's so many variables no one size fits all that's why i thought when the president called him out as a coward without really necessarily knowing all the facts i'm a little uncomfortable with that but then uh you know maybe that's just me let's take a break we'll come back Back on Garage Logic, Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in for the mayor today. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by the hockey professor, Mike McGraw. We'll be talking girls, high school hockey, and also exciting section action in the boys' uh, hockey world as well. And that state tournament coming up in about 10 days. Rook, a lot of high school hockey action. We'll have that with Mike McGraw at the top of the next hour. Thank you, Tommy. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. The current temp, what do you got, Reeves? 